God doesn't love you. Let's fear him. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, and Red State is coming to theaters October 19th, 2011. That's right, it's the 17th anniversary of the release of my first film, Clerks. But rather than sell it to some other jackass, we're releasing that shit ourselves under our new Smodcast Pictures banner. But 10 months is a long wait, I realize, for a lot of people who want to see the flick, didn't get to see it at Sundance, where it played really well. So I'm bringing the movie to you personally right to a theater in your hometown that's right bitch welcome to the red state usa tour we kick off on march 5th at the world-renowned radio city music hall in new york city that's right red state in the blue state this is the official premiere of the movie you can be there walk the carpet see the movie we're gonna do q a afterwards michael parks probably gonna come out and sing some fucking songs it's gonna be a hoo. It's going to be a show. It's going to be fantastic fucking time. But it's not going to stop there because then we roll on through the rest of this great old United States of ours playing at Boston's Wilbur Theater, Chicago's Harris Theater, the State Theater in Minneapolis, the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor, Close Hall in Indianapolis, the Midland Theater in Kansas City, Clark State Pack Center in Ohio, the Paramount in Denver, McAllister Auditorium on the Tulane campus in New Orleans, the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas, the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Theater in Georgia, McCall Hall, wow, that's tough to say, in Seattle, and the Wiltern in Los Angeles with lots more dates coming, and you can request a screening in your hometown. All you have to do to find out all this information, go to coopersdell.com. That's right, coopersdell.com. See the teaser, see a bunch of stuff that we've been putting up there to promote our movie, because we're going to do it ourselves. Why do we need some other jackass to sell the movie? It's like having a baby and then handing it off to some stranger being like, you raise it. Nobody knows how to raise your kid better than you, parents. And I'm a parent of Red State, so I'm going to take it all the way. I'm going to grow that lad or lass into a strong, tall adult. Now, fair warning, you are going to be paying more to see Red State on this tour than you would normally pay to go see any movie in your local multiplex. Uh, in some cases, maybe 10 times as much as you pay to see at the local multiplex. But here's the thing. You don't normally get a Q&A after a movie, do you, with the director? And you don't normally hear from special guests, including the great Michael Parks himself. This is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of deal we're talking about. You come to the show, ain't never going to be repeated anywhere else. Won't ever be the same. And I'm not asking you guys to pay much more than you're already paying to see me do a Q&A or a live Smodcast. And this time, I'm bringing you a goddamn terrifying motion picture shown in stately grandeur the way they used to show movies, one city at a time, one show at a time, like they used to do with Gone with the Wind and shit like that, man. We're kicking this shit old school, son. True fucking 3D. This ain't this bullshit 3D of you put on glasses and shit. I'm going to be in the third dimension, bitch, standing right in front of you. That not enough to get you to go to Red State USA Tour? Fine, let me sweeten the pot. Are you an Askew Universe fan? Do you love Jane, Silent Bob, Clerks? If you come to the Red State USA Tour, you are going to see props and costumes from the entire View Askew Universe. And we're getting ready for the official Askew Universe garage sale where we sell our past to pay for our future. Own shit worn by Jane Silent Bob in the movies and help us distribute Red State outside the ridiculously expensive and wasteful studio system. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody can make a film. And what we aim to prove with the Red State USA Tour, anybody can release a film as well. Who better to sell their art than the artist him or herself? Self-reliance is true independence, kids. Indie film isn't dead, it's just grown up. 
Welcome to Indie Film 2.0. Red State USA Tour. Come on out and see us. Kicking off March 5th. Radio City Music Hall in New York. And then rolling out through the rest of this great land of ours. Come see us, man. It is a once-in-a-lifetime experience you will never forget. And more importantly, you do this, you fuck with the stupid studio system. And maybe they put out a good picture every now and then. A little more dark night. You know what I'm saying? A little less cop-out. Uh-uh. Go to coopersdell.com for the tickets. That's C-O-O-P-E-R-S-D-E-L-L.com. That's where you can get all your ticket information, see all the posters for Red State, check out the spooky teaser, get everything you need. coopersdell.com. Go there right now, get yourself some goddamn Red State tickets, and join us on the Red State USA Tour, man. Fear God. I fear God. You better believe I fear God. Oh, fuck, man. What's wrong, Matt? Oh, Brando, my fucking TV is broken again. Oh, god damn it. Damn this technology. It never works, man. Every time I want to watch my favorite program, the TV shuts off on me. Or, like, my satellite doesn't work, or I get a... Those bastards. Or uh, I get electrocuted or something. Like, it's just too dangerous to watch television. I think you need to go back. Go back to where? To your roots, man. To my roots? Like on the computer? Let me try. Ugh. But look, my computer screen's all dirty, and I don't want to clean it. Oh, technology's boring me. And I got nothing to do with my day, Brendo. Perhaps you could read something. Like a book. Books are for nerds and virgins. There are things that are better than books. Like what? Super books? Like super books that are comic books. A comic book? Explain the concept. Well, it's it's like a book, but it has pictures on every page. Like a picture book? But there's also words. Like a and picture sometimes book? there's people killing people and people having sex. Explain to me how this is different than the concept of a picture book, please. Because it's awesome? Oh, well, if you say it like that, then I gotta be into comic books. But where, okay, look, Brendo, I'm a socialite. I'm a suburbanite. I'm, I'm a socialist. I'm a, uh, I'm a man about town. But come on, Brenda, where would a guy like me look? Matt Cohen. Smodcastle's Matt Cohen. Bagged and Boarded's Matt Cohen. Cop out maximum comedy modes, Matt Cohen. Matt Cohen. Where would I find a comic book? Well, you're familiar with the Hollywood area, aren't you? I, I, I should say so. I've well, been living here for a few years and I like to think that I, uh, I'm quite accustomed to it. So you must know about Golden Apple Comics on Melrose. No. It's a comic book store that has everything you could ever want when it comes to comics. Like what? Like all the new comic books and trade paperbacks. Do they have statues and action figures too? They do too. And they have t-shirts. No way. And also like this store that's like on Melrose called Golden Apple. Do they have like crazy events and like signings? Yeah, with all kinds of cool people. And you can meet people, comics people and actors and get your book signed wow, and your dude. DVD this sounds, like, this sounds like the greatest invention of all time. It's pretty Golden amazing. I think I'm going to cancel my television subscription and cancel my internet uh, subscription. And we might not want to do that because then you Why not? be able to get to their website. What's a website? It is a place where you can look at things like comics online and order them online. Where would I find this magical at website? Co- GoldenAppleComics.com. GoldenAppleComics.com? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. Are you for serious? I'm totally... 
for super serious. So you're telling me, serious. hey, I'm tired with TV. I'm tired with video games. I'm tired with masturbating. I want some comic books. If I go to goldenapplecomics.com, they can take care of me? They can take care of you. Ooh, that sounds hot. Goldenapplecomics.com. Check them out. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Matt Cohen and Brendan Creasy, bagged and boarded. Oh, hi, hello. Thank you for joining us uh, this lovely evening. What was that? DJ D-Rock up in the booth, scaring me and shit. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. Welcome to Bagged and Boarded, live here at the Smod Castle in Hollywood. Um... Do you know what, Brendo? It's been a while since we, we had, we, we talked about it. So tonight I think I just want to address it again. We are here with a full house. Uh, the Smock Castle holds 50, oh, but we've, out. we've managed to pack in 4,200, I think was the last count. And there's still people pouring in. Parking oh, yeah. Is, I mean, you know, parking we got is our, tough. We got Maurice, our security guard. He's, he's turning him away. Maurice is just, Maurice is like, Hey man, there ain't no room in there. Yeah. Ain't no more room at the inn, you know, little, uh, yeah. ma- manger boys. So, but we have 42,000 people here. 4,200, excuse me, 42,000. That would That's be like, crazy. that'd be like live aid. And yeah. I hate farms. So we have 4,200 people here, but of course we've paid, uh, 3,997 just not to laugh. Just keep it quiet. Yeah. Let, let the audience. Come on. Cause guys. you know, it's like people hate laugh tracks. Like, you know, the office is, yeah. um, no laugh track. People were yes. like, "That's revolutionary." We want to do that for bag and border occasionally. It's like we 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 appreciate our audience, and it's like, look, I think they know when they want to laugh. We don't need to tell them. So yeah. tonight is a uh, is one of the classic. Jim to the applause sign. Absolutely right. We turned it off. We just turned it off. Brendo mm-hmm. kicked the fucking wire out all aggressively and shit. Yeah. I was like, dude, we're gonna need it again at some point. Like, don't break it. Oh. You know, you, I get, you gotta I get excited. You got excited. You were like, no applause sign tonight and just fucking karate kicked it, man. Yeah. And you almost broke our applause sign. And you um, got an iPad. I do have an iPad. I'm all fancy I'm now. All fancy. I feel like fucking Kevin Smith and shit. Like I'm now, if you thought I was a podcaster before. Now you're a real podcaster. Oh my god, wait a minute. Now I can play crossword puzzles while I do this show. Wow. And no one will birds. know. Uh no, I got notes and shit, man. You I'm do all, have notes. I'm all efficient. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, no, we are here on an auspicious evening, Brendo. Why is it going to be a good night? Well, there's a lot of big announcements going on, both for us and for uh, some some other folks we're going to be having on the show. Is that big announcement? You've it is teasing? that big announcement. But here's the great part about it: I'm a dick because I'm a. Tonight is Wednesday. We always record Bag and Board on Wednesday nights. Wednesday new, nights. new comic book day. Live at the Smodcast. Live at the Smodcast on Hollywood to a crowd of 4,200. And uh, but. So this comes out on Saturday on smodcast.com and iTunes, but so I'm gonna. So the big news will have dropped. I'm gonna announce it tomorrow, cause I'm, 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 it's like, I'm a kid on Christmas, you know, I wanna yeah. tell the world. Yeah. And, and we gotta announce it tomorrow. So, uh, so by the time you've heard this, heard this, heard this, whatever word you wanna fucking use, by the time you, your ears transmit this noise stuff, uh, if you follow us on Twitter or any of that, you might have heard, but, uh, me and Brendo are taking this shit on the road. Yeah. Where are we going? No, don't tell him. I All right, can't. tell him. All right, wait, 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 don't tell him. Uh, what? 
It's exciting, man, isn't it? First of all, before we tease I'm it, nervous. Did, did you ever think we'd be like flying out of LA, like across the country no. to go do a podcast somewhere? No. And then flying back within 24 hours? We're like little Cinderella men. Like we'll turn into pumpkins or something. If we're I am like, going to turn into a pumpkin. On the show live. That's Probably. how we're going to build it. Folks, we are, we are proud. Um, to be joining uh, Wizard World, the fine folks at Wizard who, who run all the awesome, awesome cons all around the country. Everywhere. There's a con in like every city now. Like, ba- like if you live somewhere, there's a Wizard con within yes. 100 miles of you. We're going to be uh, coming out to do some some live bagged and boarded on the road at at uh, select Wizard World select Comic Cons. Yeah, and the first one is coming up end of February. We're going to be in Miami, Florida. Brendo. Yeah, so you hear that, Miami? Can you imagine Brendo and a thong? Hey, now. Yeah, uh, we're going to be hitting South Beach. Gonna we're going to be the beach. we're going to be staying at the Delano. Don't oh, worry, yeah. we're fancy. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. It's my kind of town. It's of course. Yeah, why is it? I've kind seen of town? the bird cage. Gay dudes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But you don't have sex with anyone. Well. Think maybe things will change. Uh oh. Maybe we should extend our trip. No, so folks, we're gonna be doing a, a live bag and aborted from Wizard World Miami. How cool is that? And uh we can't announce our guest yet, but it is a biggie. Biggie. A biggie, biggie, biggie. Give nothing me one, to do with give biggie. me one more chance. It, uh no, you're right. Absolutely nothing to do with Biggie Smalls. <laughs> but it is a really big guest, in my opinion. It is one of uh I'm excited the most iconic actors of our generation in terms of absolutely no, one of the most like Right? Would you add a, let's let's hint at it. It's up there. There's like three or four movies that kind of define every geek of our age. And, and this, this gentleman happens to be one of the main characters from yeah. one of the most beloved geek franchises of all time. Mine. So definitely. there there you go on that one. Uh oh. Who is it? Who could it be? Who could it be? That. Is it Alec Guinness? What? No, he's dead. Maybe it is Alec Guinness. That would be even crazier. Yeah. That's our announcement. We're going to Miami and you're a necromancer. Yes. I am a necromancer. I know you're a romancer, a neck. You're a neck romancer. <laughs> I know. Oh, look at that! That's a little pun for you. Yeah. Nah, man. So we're going to Miami. A lot of um, so that'll be cool. We'll be hitting a bunch of other cons across the the the, the great states over the next year, and we'll announce. And it'll be a fun. Trip. It'll be fun. Come see me and Brendo live. Uh, shake my hand. Sh- put your hand on Brendo's butt. Yeah. Get a little squeeze, guy or girl. Yeah. He does not. He's not. I don't discriminate. He don't discriminate. He regulates every shade. Yes. Um, that was a big pun quote. Yeah. You know, he's not a player. He just crushes a lot. Yeah. You don't know, Brendo. So that's it's gonna be a party in Miami, dude. It's gonna be a big party. A February twenty sixth, bagged and boarded live at uh, Wizard World Miami. You know what else was a party? What parties? I know, like in high school parties. and shit. Did I like you the party? Did you go to a lot of parties when you were in high school? Not a lot in high school. More towards the end of high school and college because you know i was um i went to youth group and stuff but i went to a couple and um um so i uh yeah i i went to a couple parties and i remember the thing that we used to do in our neighborhood is you know like after a football game you'd try we weren't cool enough to like get invited to the party so, so you would hang out outside well, we'd the party? just kind of we'd be like where are those guys going I think they're going to a party, and we kind of follow you'd follow, them. You'd like, and then they'd, they'd go to something. I'm with them. Well, they would have parties. It'd be three of you guys in a big trench coat on top of each other, trying to look yeah. like an adult, and yeah. they're like, "Look, it's a party for teenagers. You and, don't need to." And and but sometimes they'd have I'm these here for the affair, and you have Some, like a fucking. Sometimes hat. they'd have these parties like out on this back road, and we used to go out there, and they couldn't like kick us out because it's like a public road. And and we'd go out there like there would be like, a field and rock and roll, dude. Yeah. 
I used to, um. And then the cops would come. There were a lot of like, how, where I grew up, it was mostly, cause there was nothing to do. I grew up in Long Island and there were no bars or like nightclubs, if that makes any sense. So, uh, like sophomore year in high school, everyone started having house parties on the weekend. But, and don't be offended, and I'm allowed to say this because I'm Jewish. I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood, and I just found out, I thought this was the rule for most house parties, <laughs> but they used to charge for them. Like, kids would throw house parties to make money. They would charge everyone, like, five bucks to get in, and they would have a keg or whatever. Oh, my. And you got a cup. For your five bucks, you got a plastic cup. And you got only one cup. I went to college parties like that. That was what high school was like. And the cops always came within, like, an hour and busted that shit up. But the thing was, these parties were in, like, fucking mansions sometimes and shit. Like, dumb fucking kids. Like, so much stuff got ruined. Like, I was at one party where there was a brass band in this dude's bathroom. Mm -hmm. With, like, a fucking full tuba and a bassoon and shit. And they were, like, actually playing. But, like, (laughs) in the bathroom. Like, there was a full party going on and you walked down. You know what I mean? Crazy stuff, Brendo. Fucking dogs and cats. Living uh, together. Living together. Mass hysteria. Uh, mass hysteria. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did you ever throw a party, man? Uh, sometimes, you know, I, well, I remember one time I was living at a friend's house and my friend and his parents all went out of town for Christmas and then we had a party there. You like dazed and confused that shit? Yeah. Did you, were you very respectful though? Like a little bit. A little bit, very respectful. I mean, it was a nice house. Like, we put down doilies and everything, but yeah. it was a ro- it was Although a rager. Somebody, um, somebody uh, turned the heater all the way up, and I didn't know, and then it was on for like days. See, the, the <laughs> and that caused some problems. The other thing I remember is when I lived in Vermont, it was a really small college town, Burlington, Vermont, and the way it worked was on the weekends, on like a Friday or Saturday night, if you were walking around where like all the kids lived. It's a really small fucking town. And you saw like a bunch of kids hanging out on a porch or drinking or smoking and you heard music. You just walked inside someone's yeah. fucking house. It was like, if you saw a party, you can just go inside of the, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just confirming. Yeah, I did that a couple times. You've randomly, I always found that really weird. It is weird. You're walking into a stranger's like, house. They're like, who do you know here? And I'm like, no one, but I like alcohol. I would, I would just be <laughs> like, Mike. Anyway, There's always a mic at a party, right? A mic or what a if bat. you walked into the one party where it was like the no mic club or something? Or like some guy named Mike had just gotten to a huge fight, hit his girlfriend in the face in front of the entire party and like done something crazy. And you're like, hey, I know Mike. And everyone's like, fuck you. Yeah. Attack this friend Luckily, of Mike. that never happened. <laughs> you got to be careful, man. That was like I walk up to movie sets, you know, craft services. Yeah, and I always take food, and if they're ever like, "Do I know you?" I'm like, oh, "I know. I'm with, I'm a grip. I'm a, I'm with Gino. There's always a Gino or an Angelo in the grip department, yeah. and you can get yourself like a smucker, unsmuckable, uncrustable, or whatever it is. You love those things. I'm a fan. They're easier than regular peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I actually got away. into those um, from working at Disneyland because they had them in the cafeteria, and since I was always on the go, it was perfect. <laughs> Yogurt. Would be uh, gogurt. Excuse go-gurt. me. Forget yogurt. Oh, like, gogurt kind of freaks me out. I've never had gogurt. It kind of freaks me out. I'm not. Yeah. Or danimals. I'm not a big yogurt guy. What is danimals? Anyone back me up on danimals? Danimals is like a kid's yogurt with like sprinkles in it or some shit. Have you heard that whole new thing where like Sprite or Pepsi is gonna make like more liquid foods? What do you mean? They like want to make more foods in like. Gel they don't make any foods in jello form. Well, now. they want to make more and like you can, they want to make food. Oh, like squeezable, like, like yeah. cheese. Yeah. No, I already have that. But like more stuff, like all kinds of stuff. Name an example. Um, just like, like chicken sandwich in a, in tube. a tube that you can squeeze. Yeah. 
That's fucked up. It's, it sounds disgusting. Or you could, you don't have to eat it. You could use it like makeup and have a chicken sandwich mascara <laughs> yeah. line or whatever. Well, it's like a Willy Wonka. The opportunities type thing. are endless. It's like it sounds like Willy Wonka stuff. Like it's a three course meal and a stick of gum. That's like an astronaut shit, though. But no, but everyone wanted that because you'd be like, mm, and now the fucking apple pie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. I don't want to squeeze out a fucking tube of roast beef. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really sounds gross. sexual, a. Eh? It's not. It could be. Who knows? Like the, again, the possibilities are endless with these things. Well, then they so. had those gamer things where it was like a thing that like cooked in the pouch, like in whatever packaging. And I'm like, that's like army shit. Don't know. We're that. down to eating K rations here. <laughs> Don't know that. Um, they had them. They were giving them out at Comic Con. I remember K rations. Well, there were these gamer g- gamer food because it's something you can just have at your like desk if you're like playing some game. So where you, you never have to leave your. And you're just like. And you're just like, oh, I, I'm so desperate for food. Well, that, I will dude, eat that, this. well, that was the other thing. Speaking of being like a gamer and a geek in high school, I used to run these parties by myself most of the time, and it would either end in my parents picking me up, me getting like in a fight and crying, or like running off into the woods and being like, "Fuck you, I hate you all," and like <laughs> bolting. You know what I mean? Like parties never ended well for me. I feel really? like I would get wasted within like ten minutes, and then just start like. Not picking fights, but I was very confrontational in high school, I feel like. Um, but it was a blast, man. Oh, dude, I, and before that, I remember, I, I remember a point where parties were like, when I was in fifth grade, one of the biggest scarring moments of my life was Marissa Karmitz at a party at her house for like the cool kids in elementary mm-hmm. school. And there were only like 30 kids in our grade, and she invited like 10 of them, and I didn't get invited, and I thought I was going to, so we went to see Stargate instead. But her dad owned a company that made trophies, and she gave out like goodie bags for her party and they all got like a trophy and shit so that started to trend like best party goer it wasn't like an award everyone got like a gift bag and in that gift bag was a trophy some random baseball trophy kind of so it said like marissa's awesome party and the date it had like marissa like it started a trend through the rest of elementary school every party someone had they gave out like gift bags and tried to one up each other cuz i remember i had a, i had a party i had a party at my house yeah. everyone was like all right now i'm going to have the party at my house and invite only the cool kids and i didn't invite marissa carmens thank you that was why i wanted um, to but i don't i forgot what i gave out but it, how fucking weird is that yeah well i remember there was the whole goodie bag thing when you were a kid and i i think i remember but not time. like a birthday party i'm talking about like a dance hangout party oh really and everyone got like like a goodie bag with I a tr- go to dance hangout parties i do remember <laughs> and this is why it's such a shock that i'm gay but um a lot of my friends when i was a kid were girls i hung out with the girls that's not dude no that's and, the opposite um, <laughs> Yeah, but it makes sense with the whole gay thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I'm shocked. You know, it's a shocker. Oh, you were being sarcastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you didn't have it. In, you didn't have big the tone shocker. in your voice at all. Um, oh, sorry. I know. But big <laughs> shocker. Um, so I remember I would go to my girlfriend's <laughs> you parties. You said it so matter of fact. And I'd be the only dude. And so the mom would have to like find something for me for like the goodie bag because I'd have these goodie bags with like girl stuff in them. Like, and, and so like I remember one time my friend, I swear the mom like went down to Long's Drugs and bought the first thing. She's like here and it was like a giant thing of army men. And I was like, oh, cool. Army That's kind of cool. It was cool. What did, the, what did the girls get? Did you want what the girls were getting? Well, they got like this cool stationery that smelled like... Was it like, Laura Ashley? It was gem stationery. You wanted that. Cause they but you, gem couldn't, party. you couldn't tell the mom. You couldn't no. be like, can I <laughs> oh, trade I want these? The, I want the stationery, no, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they would have called your mom. Yeah. 
And they should have put you in therapy. But I remember they, I went, the coolest birthday party I ever went to was it was a gem party and they actually had gem and the holograms. Like <laughs> they had some, they had hired some people pretending to be gem and the holograms. How do you know they were pretending? Maybe How do you it know was it wasn't gem. the real gem? That would have been awesome. That cartoon was based on a real life It was like band. a concert. It was awesome. Like the Partridge family. And then another based one of on my Alan Partridge. girlfriends, her dad owned this restaurant and we had this awesome party at the restaurant. I just remember, and I remember in high school, parties became the big thing, and then after, it was, uh, my parents would always pick me up, because I never drove till I was 23, so it would always be like 4.30 in the morning, and I would be like, tripping, or with thro- got so drunk, I threw up on myself, and then like I'd have to call my parents to come pick me up, in some re- and the parties got further and further away, like first it started <laughs> in my town, and then they'd be two towns over, and then eventually I'd be at some house party like 40 minutes away, or some shit. It was, um... I don't do parties anymore, Brendo. I prefer young parties with gem and the holograms. And you should cool have that. Bags. Should be your next birthday party. Or going to the children's museum. That was always that fun. should not be your next birthday Chuck party. Cheese. That might be a little suspicious. Showbiz pizza. Don't do any of those things for your next birthday party. The gem and the holograms thing. I feel like you can get away with. You're a gay dude. That would people be cool. love that. We should do that. You're talking to the 4,200 people in the audience. Yes. You're all invited. Gem and apparently. the holograms party. Yeah. Do you have the talk back on? No. <laughs> DJ D-Rock gave us a... I was like, wow, Derek and applaud really loud from up in that booth. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, you're going to have a gem in the holograms party. Yeah. I'm going to have... What kind of party should I have? Adventure time. An adventure time party? That'd be awesome. You got the hat. You're not wearing the hat. You said you were going to wear it. I d- I'm going to save it, man, for, for a special occasion. But when I'm making love to a lady, I was told you're like, gonna hey, wear it too back to board. That's when I wear my novelty hats when I'm in the act of passion, really, or masks and stuff like that. Like I have a whole wardrobe kit. It's like pantomime in the bedroom or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. In the Great British tradition, yes, of panto. Um, <laughs> so, dude, it's always a party here at Bagdon Board. It's a yeah. party. It was a party in our past. We're having a party in Miami. It's a party here tonight. Everyone's, uh, I think, you know, they said, like, what was that? The, the baby boom or whatever after World War II? There's going to be a lot of Bagdon Boarded babies this time next year. You know what I mean? Because I see people, like, <laughs> people are out up in the mezzanine or getting, you know what yes. I'm saying? It's just a lot going, everything's going on. It's all happening here tonight. It's all happening. It's all happening. And, um, we spoke about parties because we we are we have the pleasure of being joined by someone who uh is an authority in on, parties. The, on the subject of parties and 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 a lot of other stuff um which we're going to talk about uh the party thing is a joke he's not really like a party planner or anything but it'll make sense in a second uh we are very 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 honored to have the following gentleman with us here tonight folks you know him as the director of such films as House party. Now it makes sense, doesn't it? Boomerang, the great white hype, ladies man. He's directed episodes of The Office, Modern Family. He, uh, was head of BET. He is the author of like the last five years worth of Black Panther comics. He reintroduced the character. Um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Reginald Hudlin. How's it going, sir? Fabulous. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? Great. We, we great. were just, we were telling our, our party experience. I was hearing it. It sounded like <laughs> a lot of party going on. Not very, not, not, I don't think they were pretty similar from, just from seeing House Party, where in the first minute, they literally blow the fucking roof off the place. Right. Like into outer space. I'm sure they were probably better than our suburban, <laughs> uh, like, pay for a cup of beer party. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's very interesting. I mean, there, there's, there's, I don't know if it's so much true today, 
But certainly back in the day, it was this big racial divide over what was a good party, right? Because a good white party was a kegger party. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it yeah. was all about getting hammered, and there happened to be some music playing. And if people got really drunk, there might be some dancing. And no the, dance-offs. Yeah, and the women were <laughs> pissed because they were like, why won't you dance with me? And like, Every, well, the point was to get as messed up on as many drugs or booze right, as you right. probably that was Get what, drunk yeah. and maybe fuck, right? That was exactly. the goal. Exactly. You know, while at a black party, Definitely there was drinking and drugs, but it was really dancing and again and fucking. So you ultimately can, you can the goal is fuck. always the same, right? We're always No getting, totally. Except you guys are sober during it. Yes. <laughs> it could be sober, it could be drunk, but definitely I mean this is where black and white come together. The goal is pussy. Absolutely. <laughs> or dick in the reverse. We have some lady listeners. Uh, where, where'd you grow up, sir? I grew up in the Midwest, in East St. Louis. So did you, was it like growing up in high school and stuff like that? Was it, or did you go to house parties? Was that? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, definitely growing up, going to house parties. I had two older brothers and there was this classic thing where my, you know, my middle brother was sneaking back in the house. And his window was was over his bed, so he climbed back through the window and landed in his bed. And my dad had fallen asleep in the bed waiting for him. Oh, that's oh. awesome! That was it. Didn't go well for him. Yeah, no, on. yeah, that yeah, or your I'm or your dad, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, dad was just <laughs> like yeah, just like that's the last I'm, thing you want. If you're pissed at your kid, let alone him fucking jumping through a window landing on top of you, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Well, we'll talk about everything. We got a lot to talk about tonight, but but uh, primarily, people people know you as as a filmmaker. Yes, and and the first film uh, that really brought you to to the kind of the forefront was was House Party, right? Absolutely. And you wrote and directed that. Yep. Was that something purely based on your experiences in in, in growing up doing that kind of thing? Yeah, you know when I was, you know, I, I someone gave me a my brother gave me a diary, one of those blank diary books, and he just said. Don't tell me your funny ideas. Just write them down. So over the years, I'm just collecting these funny stories. That's a really stories. good thing to tell someone. Yeah. Right? It might be a one-liner. It might be a funny incident, whatever. So funny, he's got a book full of ideas. And you said, you know, I could string these together and there's a movie there. That's, that's, that's awesome because that seems to be everyone I've spoken to that, that maybe, um, isn't a screenwriter by trade or, or does something else but wants to dabble in. They're always like, dude, I've had such a life. I've, I've gone through so many things, but, but they can never, and it's so, Brendo, you yourself wanted to write like a pilot based on your high school thing, yeah. right? But he, this is the ultimate, like, you literally turned that yeah. into a film franchise. Yeah, I mean, with the catches, you just, you can't overthink it. You know, it's just look at people go, well, how do you write it? Well, you just do it. You write it down, then you write some more, and then you say, well, that's missing. Then write down that part that's missing. And before, you, when you, when you write everything down that was missing, then you have everything. No, absolutely. And then there's a, then I say, show it to your friends, and, you know, listen to every terrible thing they say about it. Don't ignore, don't justify why you should ignore what they say. And then once your friends go, yeah, this is pretty good. Then take it to all your enemies and l- <laughs> let them rip on it. And then you write, rewrite it again so even your enemies can't hate Trial on by it. far, you get it to And end. then maybe it's mediocre. So, <laughs> but where it isn't mediocre, it's a lot better. Like House Party. Now, how did that come about? Were you, how did you, how did you get your start in the industry? Right. Well, um, I was studying film as an undergraduate 
And it, it basically, I did a 20 minute version was my, uh, as my senior thesis film in college, right? So it was like, okay, I've got 20 minutes worth of movie that I can show people and go, look, I'm somewhat competent. I can right? do this. Yeah, I can yeah. do this, right? And, you know, so I graduated from college. I'm completely broke. So I wrote a feature length screen. Were you living back home at the time or were you in love? No, I was, in- I was living in, uh, after college, I, I moved to New York living with my older brother. Okay. Right? So I write a feature film script, like, okay, I'm just going to have a script. Then, uh, she's got to have it came out, you know? And suddenly the people were like, hey, any other guys like that? <laughs> and then Spike was like, you know, Reggie's pretty good. I was like, thanks, Spike. Thank you. Thank you, Spike. I will, right. I will be going to your store in Brooklyn uh, today. Exactly. I never. Do you ever get to go there? I never Spike's went. joint? Me neither, man. Went. And I've been obsessed. Exactly. There's no video of it either. Well, it was probably, I remember there was a party at Nelson George's house, who's a writer and producer. And Russell Simmons was there, and he was talking about, I'm going to make this movie tougher than leather. I was like, you should let me do it. He was like... You know, let some Ivy League kid do tell <laughs> beat it. I'm gonna have my partner direct it. And Spike was there and he had this script um for the Otis Redding story. He wow. was like, I don't wanna do this, but I told him they should call you. I'm like, Thank you. So Spike's hooking it up, huh? Spike's hooking it up. <laughs> so like I get a call for and I say, Hey, the Otis Redding story, sitting in the dock of the bay. They're like, We don't want to do that movie. I was like, Yeah, screw that movie. <laughs> Fuck him, he fell in the bay. Right. <laughs> so, and then they said, we want to do a movie with Janet Jackson and The Time. I'm like, yes, I want to do that movie. Who is The Time was her best? The Time Morris was... Morris Day in The Time? Morris Day in The Time. So they wanted to do a movie with Janet Jackson and Morris Day? Yes, Jerome because they were stuff? both signed to A&M Records, That's right? That's funny, And yeah. A&M Records had a film division. Because at the time, A&M Records... Wow. Was based in Charlie Chaplin's old at, at the Henson lot where they, yes. they did we are we are the world and stuff like that. Yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So my first trip out to L.A. as a, like an adult trying to be in the business, you know, I had this. You know, I'm sitting in Charlie Chaplin's screening room. That's so cool, man. And they're yeah. like talking about this. And I'm like, well, I love you know, con- like Control had just come out and like the Time Second album. So they were both smoking hot. So they're like, well, can you do this? Can you write and direct this movie? I'm like, of course. <laughs> And I'm like, I've never done anything like this before, but why should I tell them that? Yeah, no, screw them. They don't right, need to know. <laughs> so, so from that, I got enough writing that script, which never got made, but that, that job paid enough for me to buy a computer, which back then a computer that was, was a big deal, a yeah, big investment. Cause we're talking buy, what, like 86? Yeah. So you could buy a, a car or you could buy a computer. Yeah. I'm like, a, a computer will make more money. A car depreciates. So bought the Unless you're a drug dealer in the car or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you get arrested. No, exactly. Right. So uh so bought the computer and with and so then I could write the house party script, which I did. And New Line Cinema saw the short film and they said, Let's have a meeting. And I you know, I said so I pitched and they said, Okay, let's make it. Now were Kid and Play popular before or did you, you did you write the script for them? No, or were I, they I, just placed as actors kind of in Yeah, I did not write it for them. I you know there were actually another up and coming rap group because I was prepared to make the movie out of my pocket for like, you know, fifty cents. And who did you originally in, intend well, to Well, I just kinda wrote it and then I did a music video with with this group called Groove Be Chill. And they were funny and smart and could dance. I was like, Well, that'd be great. And so but then when New Line did it, they said, Well, we need you know, bigger, bigger stars name, than these yeah, guys because yeah. these guys aren't famous. Um, so I saw the music videos for 
kid and play. I'm like, they're funny. They can dance. And I call uh, this girl who worked for their management company. I say, do they show up on time? Oh, yeah, they're very <laughs> organized. And I was like, great. So let's cast them. So I went to go. I like that. You're, that was their, the criteria for casting two people as the leads. And like your first major motion picture was like, they'll be here on time. All right, we're good. <laughs> That's so come on, like, when it comes down to it, though, that's important. It, yeah, you know, because I, you know, when I done my little no budget movies, you know, paying people in like Church of Chicken, it was just like no oh, one was showing show up. Today. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. So I was still so in, just like, having that assurance. I was that, in yeah. survival mode. No, absolutely. Like, if they show up, I can make it. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so you know, we 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 cast Kid and Play, and for them, it was a big deal because it was like. Oh man, we can go on tour and make a lot more money than you're going to pay us to make this little movie. I was like, believe me, it's going to work out for you in the I, long term. Well, I mean, and, and it absolutely, it's, let's do, let's not even, it's the first time I think white America, or at least I knew who Kid and Play was because of House Party. I absolutely. mean, it, it made them household names. Absolutely. No, my, my favorite thing, cause this is the kind of thing you forget how far we've come in such a short time. Mm-hmm. When House Party screened in Colorado, there was a theater in Colorado. <laughs> That wouldn't turn the lights all the way down because they thought a riot was going to wow. break out. Whereas it's the opposite. I literally kid grew. I, kid lived in the neighborhood I grew up in, right in Long Island, right in this tiny little white suburban ass. Like he literally had a house like like less than a quarter of a mile from me. So on every Halloween, we would like get all excited and like go to kid's door and knock on it <laughs> and be like, "All right, here it comes." And he would answer the door and he'd be like, "Hi," and give us candy and then close the door. We'd be like, "What the?" F-? Every year we were just waiting for something fucking crazy to happen, <laughs> and it never did. Like we would get every year, we'd be like, "Let's go to kid's house." And we would all, you know what I mean? That's. Awesome. But yeah, I don't think like they they were never gangbangers, right? No, no, no. I mean, and, and, and exactly, but that's where hip hop was. In mainstream imagination, it was a scary other thing. And now you look at House Party and people just dismiss it. Oh, that was just silly. It's they like, call it, whereas back then it was kind of da- it was almost deemed yeah, as dangerous. It's just inherently yeah. dangerous. It was crazy. I remember Cisco and Ebert, and like Ebert really liked the movie, and Cisco was like, "These kids." I mean, it was like some crazy old man. It was like ran. an old man yelling about it. The graffiti on walls, and you know, they start trouble. And like, what are you talking With about? With their hip hop sneakers and their backwards baseball caps. Exactly. Nah. It was just exactly. It was like, come on, Grandpa. Get with the new kids. Get off of my lawn. Exactly. So, so that movie came out and immediately got absorbed by mainstream culture. Yeah. And, and was it was it, and was it kind of on for you in terms of like I could do whatever I want now next? Kinda. Yes and no, right? Because you know, mind your wants, right? So, yeah, I had offers from every studio. Uh, New Line wanted me to do some more house party movies, which I was down to do, but then they wanted to pay me the same amount that they paid me for the first one. I'm like. Well, that don't make sense. No. Yeah. There's a two on the title. Put a like, two at the end of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Just match the other offers I'm getting. And they were like, ah, screw you. So they went ahead and did two and well, three. So they did two and three. Without you. No, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still got a check, which is not bad. Yeah, there but, you go. Uh, but yeah, they, they did the other ones. So did this big deal, uh, with in, in Hollywood developing all these other movies, right? And like big ambition, because my thing was my hero was George Lucas. I'm like George Lucas made American Graffiti, then he made Star Wars. So like you know, House Party is you know me trying to do American. You're like Graffiti. I'm gonna do my Star Wars. I'm gonna do now. Star Wars. Like it was not happening. What right? what did your Star Wars wind up being? Uh, I want I did and still do want to make the P Funk movie. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Right. Like, George Clinton, the mothership. Yeah, but as, 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 like, as like a as, House Party. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. As that like, was just so I can meet George Clinton. So you can meet George Clinton. You're making in. a movie. This is it. Yeah. What other occasion? You're like, I don't know if I'll get, get to make another one of these motherfuckers. This is yeah, it. Yeah. This is it. This is all it. That's awesome. So, um, like an adventure film, kind of? Yeah, it was going to be like a big <laughs> sci-fi musical <sighs> comedy. Like P-Funk fighting aliens and shit? It or, was or... P-Funk fighting Sir Knows the Void of Funk, trying to save the world from... You know, uptight assholeness. Oh, dude! But but you know what? I think I think in today's climate, and I might be way off base, but with like Black Dynamite and kind of a return, I, that might even be. Oh, it's better now. Yeah, dude. I agree. Like, and that might be something I think that might be doable in terms of getting someone on board, or maybe I'm. I'm... No, no. I mean, everyone's. No. Oh no. It, it... That's a good idea, basically, is what it's we're saying. It's a good saying. idea. You're not, you're not saying it's an idea that, like, no, no, Hollywood no. was like, fuck you, forget about it. No, 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 no. You're saying it's, it's, it's still, a, it's still, a, it, it's still alive, that idea. You no, know, one day I'll be this guy. You know, it took me 20 years to get that damn thing made, but, you know, I'll be. And George guy. will be 90. Yeah, but, uh, I'll yeah, be yeah. that guy. Yeah. It's, uh, no, but that's around. awesome, dude. I had the pleasure. I got to see P-Funk come out with the, the ultimate mixture of two cultures. They came out and played with the band Fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they awesome. did a whole, it was, it was awesome. Um, that's great, man. That's yeah, really well, good. I mean, you know, people forget or don't know, like George Clinton produced like early Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Clinton's got a huge following in like the hippie community. I, like P-Funk is absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, the Grateful Dead are dead. Let's follow P-Funk. Yeah. I've been to a bunch of P-Funk shows. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do so, it. So anyway, so I end up not doing that. But then I got a call from Eddie Murphy. Which is a good phone to call to get. Never. And, and, <laughs> In the height of Eddie Murphy, too, right? In the too, height right? of Eddie Murphy, right? And it was just one of those weird things, because you're talking with Eddie Murphy, and you go, wait a minute, you are the same age as me, but somehow you were on TV, and I had a bedtime. I can't even figure it out, yeah. right? How you were, like, an adult. He was on SNL at, like, 19 or something, right? And right? I, yeah. I was, like, I was trying to stay up, and I was sleepy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but somehow we're the same age. I don't understand. So anyway, I'm, I'm like, Eddie's like, he saw House Party and he dug it. He's like, you really go for the joke. Let's figure out a movie. So like for a year, we just tossed ideas back and forth. So funny, so I got this idea, had these guys write a script and I read this script called Boomerang. And I was like, this is great. This is a really cool movie. Let's make this movie. And it was a really cool process because it was me as a fan making the Eddie Mur- Murphy movie I always wanted to see. As your second film, too. Kind right. Of, right. Yeah. Very freaky, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, one thing that always bugged me is that I never felt like Eddie had a cast that was worthy of him. Like, it was him and a bunch of schmoes. I'm like, no, no, he should have, like, killers all around him. So I said, there's all these new guys, like... Martin Lawrence and Chris Rock and David Allen Greer. And you and now you wound up casting the killers. Like those three names right there. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. And yeah. like literally Martin, Like Rock hadn't done anything no, before, Rock, right? Was Rock that his had, first film ever? Yeah. I don't know if his literally No, he it may not have been his lit no, because I think he had done New Jack City. He was yeah. the valet in New right. Jack City or but something. But literally yeah, yeah, like yeah. Martin, he had had a teeny tiny part in Do the Right As thing. As the Lisping guy. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, but totally. it was a teeny tiny part. And because I remember you know the producer said you sure you want these guys? You don't want the guys from a different world? I'm like, you know. Like, like Dag, <laughs> Dag had just started on Living Color. Yeah, I mean. Everyone was just yeah, kind of. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, and I and was, he's hilarious. I love, I think he's an underrated talent. No, he's he's like Steve Martin level fun. Yes. He's an amazing guy. But to see the potential in in those three guys before anyone else did is kind of, is, is definitely commendable. And that's why Boomerang is still to this day one of the classics of that 
of that time because well, it's, 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 it's got every, you know what I mean? It's, it's like the culmination of all, of, of comedy at that, at that time period for a certain type of, com- you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and it, it was, it was great. And, you know, when we found this, you know, we had to find the right girl. So we found this new girl named Halle Berry. You know, and Robin she, Givens. Robin Givens. You know, so it's just one of those crazy things where you just go like, "Okay, I feel like we're making history every day. Like maybe I'm just high on myself, but I don't think so." And I, you wound up. Can you imagine? Like, yeah, without without boomerang, but who knows if we'd ever? You know what I mean? Exactly. Who knows if it, someone would have cast rock in something? Or well, who knows? Because it was all about like creating the you know the right vehicles. Like, because I was a fan of all these people, so you're like, look, as a fan, I wanted you to show off what you do so well. So that was a great experience. And at that point with Eddie, you didn't need any other names, right? No. They kind of gave you the freedom to no, go it was after like Eddie. Eddie. That was it. In fact, like, I remember when we were designing the post, they were like, no, no, just Eddie on the post. <laughs> I was like, okay. They're like, change the name of the movie to Eddie Murphy in Eddie Murphy. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How did you get Eartha Kitt? That was, it was crazy. She was doing follies in Germany. Right? <laughs> so it was like, like eight o'clock, but it was like, you know, 12 o'clock there. So we're calling Germany and, Eartha, and I, I can't do Eartha, but she's like, I don't know if I like this script. It's kind of insulting. I'm like, please, Miss Kit. And all I'm like, and Eartha Kit was easily the most intimidating person on that set, yeah. right? Because all I can think woman, of was, she, was she slept with Arson Wells. She did. And she cursed out the first lady. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, she does not give a damn about me, right? And so, so, and I remember watching her coach Grace Jones on how to growl and purr. <laughs> if you're going to do my act, you have to do it right. Grace Jones was crazy. That was also pretty awesome. Insane. And again, and Grace is so sweet and so nice. Yeah. Like, totally committed. She would just like, she knew she was making fun of herself. She loved it. She would totally commit. It was just like it was just fun every day. That's, so that was a great experience for you overall. Awesome and I experience. Mean, and again, another home run. So that so now you're at two in a row, right? And at the same time, I'm doing an animated movie, Bebe's Kids. Which, which, what, what was your involvement with Bebe? Absolutely, applaud for that. What, what was your? Because it's at, what was your involvement with Bebe's Kids? Well, what happened was uh, Robin Harris was in House Party. He was the dad. He was the dad. We loved kids' him. dad. Yeah, and we're like. So the next movie was going to be Bebe's Kids the Movie with Robin. Because he had already had that bit in his stand-up yeah, act, right? About watching his, fr- his girl's kids. and t- Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were like, Robin Harris is Red Fox for our generation. Mm-hmm. Like, we love him. Let's just roll with him. And he tragically died, you know. B- before the film even came out, right? And, yeah, before we could even start production. We were literally. Well, it was going to be a live action. It was going to be a live action oh, film. Oh, it was going to be a live action. It was going to be a live okay. action film when he passed away. So we were like, oh, okay. Well, we're like, okay, well, we got to do the movie anyway because people need to remember this guy and what he did. So we said, let's do it animated. You know, we've got a a great comic, Faison Love, who could like do Robin perfectly. So Faison Love did. I never knew that Faison yeah, Love Faison did the voice, did of, the voice of, of Robin Harris. of Robin in the movie. Wow. Yeah, and, and you got to and there's a, and I mean there's a bunch of, and that your Tone Lokes in there. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. We, we again we put together you know a re- another dream cast. Really I mean, lucky to have an awesome Johnny Witherspoon, like every funny crazy person. So literally, I was on the set of Boomerang, and then you know I'd see a rough cut of the animated, and I'd send back notes. That's so funny. So like, so I was making my second and third movie at the same time. Wow, man. That, man, that was ambitious. Those two equal one Star Wars. Let's go with that. You did make your Star Wars. <laughs> and the other thing with Bebe's kids, again, is I, as like, let's say an eight year old, 
I, I, not only did I own that movie, I watched that movie like I did my Disney movies. I've seen baby, I saw baby's kids like 80 times in my childhood. Which, for a white dude from the suburbs, is kind of weird, but it's not because that movie's so fucking fun. It's just, it's an amusement park car. You know what I mean? It's, well, thank you, man. I mean, it, it's funny. I mean, I, I remember. Like, did you ever think that you'd be hearing this from a 26 year old white stoner dude that he grew up watching Bebe's kids? Well, yeah. Because I always <laughs> felt that, I mean, look, I grew up watching movies by Akira Kurosawa. That's what I mean. Right? It's, it's the he did not over. have me in mind no. when he or made me. High and Low. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I mean, my thing is always like, just make a good movie. If you make a good movie, you connect to a lot of people. And I remember with House Party, I was talking to this guy who owned a blockbuster in Orange County. He was like, I cannot keep the DVD in stores, like, or the VHS back then. It was like, it just sold house out party. all the time. Was, yeah. the house party. So I knew, I was like, you know what, even though people may or may not go to the theater, I knew there was this huge audience uh, that just wanted to see what was cool. And that's what's so great that, you know, 20 years later, like, here we are. We're like, yeah, we all grew up watching, grooving on the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, dude, I mean, in that movie... Uh, who's, so it was all, ba- it was based on the bit of stand up, but who, div- who fleshed out the, uh, yeah, the, I wrote the script. You wrote the script. Yeah, for I wrote it. the yeah. script and produced it. Cause it was just like, well, you know, I, I just, I just, I just like, you just well, wanted to make a Robin Hood movie. I just wanted to make movie. it. Like, yeah. well, well, why aren't we doing this? You know, so. It's such a unique film. Anyone who hasn't seen Baby's Kids, go check it out. It's an animated film about, uh, Robin Harris has to watch, uh, his girlfriend. Uh, well, he, he's going to, you know, he's like, he meets this hot chick. Not a great, yeah, exactly. Take you out on a date. All of a sudden, she's got these kids. It's like, are these your kids? No. Whose kids are those? Those are Bay Bay's ba- kids. And they're the worst kids in the world. They don't die. They multiply. Right. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's basically, it's a W.C. Fields movie. With, with Robin Harris in with the W.C. Fields Harris. part. Absolutely. And Tone exactly. Loke is like a little baby. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. exactly. Uh, Tone Loke plays the baby. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> so then after that, I mean, because we got a lot to talk about, but yeah. your, your, your film career... um. Great White Hype, which is, yep. which is another film I grew up loving. My, uh, my family was involved in the casino industry, so I grew up a boxing, I grew up fully entrenched in boxing. <laughs> oh, very cool. So when that movie came out, it was like, oh my god, someone made a boxing comedy. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, I, again, another one of those things, like quotable, like that Mr. Roper, Mr. Roper stuff. <laughs> like, another thing, like, it's just so weird that, that, it, uh, without, without knowing that, without being aware that you'd, you, there was a common thread with all right. these films, I, that was another movie I just absorbed. Over and over and over again, you know oh, what I that's mean? Very sweet. Yeah, no, I mean, it was great because, again, we just had this crazy cast of crazy people where, you know, Sam Jackson and Jeff Goldblum and, you know. And Jamie Foxx, John Lovitz. I mean, that's exactly. another, that movie's stacked. Uh, 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 Cheech Marin. Peter Berg. Yeah. Peter yeah, Berg, Peter Berg, who, who, who now is like King of the World director, but at that point was. Oh yeah, no, but he was just so great as an actor because it was such a hard part to fill because again, he was this stoner dude who became a rock star boxer and to like to figure out how to do the comedy right and then to watch all the actors watch each other. <laughs> Well, that's what, there's a lot of scenes where there's like 10 people in it. You right. know what I mean? They're all be hanging around same. It's, it's a, it's a great ensemble comedy. It really, well, thank you. really is. And the, and the, and Damon, of course. I yeah. Mean, Damon Wayans, you know, again, I mean, just me like just begging people, come on, let's have some fun, you know? <laughs> and so again, you know, I just try to do stuff that looks fun. And, you know, in the old days, you had guys like Howard Hawks who do a Western and they do a comedy and whatever. So I always wanted a crew like that where I just bounced around and where you could, with, with the same sort of stable where you could always bring people you liked but just never never pigeonhole yourself into one right. thing kind of but that's a terrible thing to do in your career 
Like that's that's not how Hollywood works. What you do is you do the same movie over, over and over how, yeah. about like five or ten times, and then you stretch out. Well, that's what they want you. Like if you if you if you if your debut film is a film about a guy uh, a guy who's a hunter, they'll only call you for hunting movies. A hunter for the next guy, three. exactly. You become that guy. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you're kind of lucky. You die. And not that not that. And I don't know how financially how well they did or if or if you enjoy them, but you kind of dodged the house party guy bullet. Yeah, I mean, and it's too <laughs> by bad not doing two and three, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, is and it's you know, it's kind of a drag because I certainly had ideas for two and three, but yeah, I didn't want to be the. Are house you a, part. are you a fan of those film of the sequels? Why? Well, you know, it's frustrating for me because, like, when I saw House Party Two, like, I had all these rules in my head, and they violated all the like rules. Every single one immediately. And you're yeah. just like, dude, don't you understand the rules of this? It's like they're like, no, you didn't tell us. They're in your head, man. <laughs> right. To exactly. write them down for it. <laughs> you no, know, because it was just like there was a rule. Like, play was the cool one. Kit was the kind of nerdy one. Like, so like rule one, play can never get over. Like, play doesn't get the girl. So. The first thing that happens in House Party 2, he gets the girl all over the place. I'm like, dude. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These Neither, are the rules. No, yeah, yeah. Of what made the first one so great, though, exactly. and that's why. No. Um, <laughs> Ladies Man yeah. uh, with Leon Phelps. What was that like directing an SNL film? Well, it's crazy because, again, you know, SNL is a machine, right? So they're like, well, this is the way we do things. And I was just like, I know, but, like, we need to loosen it up. So it was it was fun. And, and – and, well, first of all, I got to work with Will Ferrell, right? Will Ferrell, Tim Meadow. I mean, you got to work yeah. with a lot of cool people. Like, so like Tiffany super... Amber Thiessen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I just seemed like a genius. No, totally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you get to work with super, super funny people. You know, the thing is, when, when you make a movie and the movie doesn't quite work, and you just go... But at the same time, there are 14-year-old kids who come to me and say, you did ladies, man. You are my personal god. It's, it's, so you go, hey. And I find this true. I find this true. I find this true with that entire period of SNL films. Uh, maybe not Superstar so much, but Ladies Man, Roxbury, given some time, they're funny. They're just so fucking silly that they're really, I oh. enjoy, I even enjoy, you know what I mean? I dig right. Tim Meadows. It's great to see oh, Tim yeah. Meadows as a lead of a film. You Absolutely. Know? And the funny thing is that the, the funniest fan base was like the really hardcore dudes. Like, you know, like this hardcore hip hop dudes would be like, yo, that ladies man shit, man. That shit was fucking ridiculous. And, oh, really? Well, that was like, really? That was, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like I when, when I, I worked, I got to work on, uh, on Kevin Smith's last film, Cop Out, as a uh-huh. production assistant. When we got back and the movie came out, I, I remember tracking the responses online and a lot of them would be like, Hey, yo, man, that cop-out shit's motherfucking. Like, they'd be like, Tracy Morgan is my N-word. That shit was a bomb. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And you're like the goofy fucking silly, you know what right, I mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, you, if, I don't know how many people have seen the movie Sullivan's Travels, you know, but, you know, it's a classic film about a filmmaker who's done all these big pop movies, and he wants to do a serious, meaningful movie, right? And so, but... You know, the studio says, well, how can you make a serious, meaningful movie? You've been this rich kid your whole life. So he decides to go undercover and live oh, that's in awesome. poverty, no, right? So and he ends up getting disconnected from everyone who was watching out for him and ends up on a real southern chain gang, right? <laughs> so it's just his life is horrible. So he's working on this chain gang, and then it's movie night, and they show a Mickey Mouse cartoon. And it's the only bright spot in a horrible existence. No, totally. And he goes, right. This is what movies for. Like, Escape forget enjoyment. me making no, totally. the heavy movie I wanted to make, which was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which is where the Coen brothers got that title from. It's from this movie from the 30s called Sullivan's Travels, 
which I highly recommend everyone rent. So you, so wait, they, you wanted to make? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just. I'm oh, I see. I see. Like long winded. Oh, okay, absolutely. Oh, As a I, way to recommend, I got confused at the end here. Yeah. yeah, but it was just one of those weird things where C. Sullivan's travels, and then when you see "Oh, brother, where art thou?" You'll go, "Oh, that's cool, man." This yeah. was a very elaborate in joke. No, totally. It's a masterpiece. And an elaborate <laughs> joke. Um, the film serving Sarah with, with uh, Bruce Campbell, yes, and uh, and Matthew Perry and and uh, Elizabeth uh, Hurley, right? Yeah. Again, that was just me begging Bruce Campbell, like Bruce, please be in my movie, because it's like you know who doesn't want to make a movie. With Bruce and Campbell? that was the most screen time he'd gotten in a mainstream film ever. To that, well, point. I remember that was the first time I saw him like in a movie trailer outside. Yeah, of me Army too. That was that was for geeks. That was big. I remember. Right. Again, I'm deal. just like, let me speak to my people and let them know. I'm with you. <laughs> so, exactly. So, yeah, no, so I've like, I've done a lot of weird stuff, you know, and, you know, and that's when I just, you know, I end up doing comic books. No, totally. We said, and then we were, I mean, you, you were head of BT. I'm speaking about the yeah. other weird stuff. You were head of BT for a while, right? Yeah, it's, you know, you just get a phone call, right? You know, I, I don't. I've never I, been offered head of BT. I was in the shower, I got the trying. shower, the phone rings, I answer the phone. Some corporate headhunter says, do you want to be president of BT? Wow. <laughs> You're like, can I dry off first? <laughs> So I'm like, yeah. I, so then I hang up, then I call a couple of people and I go, what do you think? They're like, yeah, you have to do that. I'm like, really? I have to? Yes, you have no choice. So <laughs> I'm like, well, why? Because it's too powerful. It's the biggest black media company in the world and you can run it. I'm, and, and like, you can fix it. I'm like, really? You think I can fix it? Yes. So you're like, are you talking about the company or the world now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Literally, like <laughs> a little weight. <laughs> so you know, so I took this job and it was great. I think everyone should switch jobs. That was a meaning, that was a, you switched fields. If entirely, you're a creative, yeah. you should be an executive. If you're an executive, you should be a creative. You should see what it's like on the other side. Mm-hmm. And being an executive was great to be in those meetings and to go to the 52nd floor of Viacom where dreams go to die. <laughs> you know, where like, and, you know, and you see the people you call suits, like in those rooms, they're, they're just like, you're just some creative fruitcake. Like, why are we listening no, to you? No, yeah, yeah. And you go, oh my God. And you suddenly realize that executives are human and executives are there fighting for you and you need to give them the ammo to fight for you. So it was just a great way to see that other world. And did it, you think it informed once you came back to the other side of it? Oh yeah. I mean, first of all, we made a bunch of cool shows, you like, know. What were, some, what were some of the shows, uh, that were done under your, under like, your reign? I like as it a show, I'm really proud of a show called American Gangster. Because I said, we got to do a biography series, right? I know, I know that show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. now, because like uh, we did, you know, a bunch of seasons of it and A&E bought it. So it's That's where they run it all on, over yeah. the world now. And I was like, well, let's do a biography series of famous gangsters. Wasn't Ice-T doing the... the no, it was Ving oh, Rhames. Was that? Oh, excuse me. Ving Rhames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, oh, that was another one. and it no, was yeah, yeah. really because it, because everyone thought, oh, you're going to glorify these gangsters. It's like, no, I'm going to take this Old Testament approach. Because if you look at these gangsters, they have three great years and then their life goes to shit. <laughs> so, no, totally. so if we just tell the story. Plus they do the same thing for mafia. They, how many mafia shows are there? Why right. can't you do for gangsters? You right. know what so I mean? We yeah, did yeah. The story, and it was a really great, great. Cause, That's cool. You know, almost all the episodes involved one or more presidents because when you get to the highest level, I mean, you, you talk about a guy like Freeway Rick who popularized crack. Then you end up getting into Iran Contra and Oliver North 
and Ernest and all time, no, yeah, and yeah. it just gets into this like amazing conspiracy movie. And that's awesome. And you just go, well, see, no, 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 totally. You just got to dig a little deeper. Um, and then uh, was was Boondocks? When did that? Wh- yeah, Boondocks. Because that was on BET, right? No, no, or no it excuse wasn't. me, it wasn't. Boondocks. I had set up right before I left with Aaron BET. Magruder. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah, yeah. I mean, basically. Uh, we had a lawyer in common. He goes, Reggie, you know everything about cartoons and comic books. Would you help this kid? He's He was still in college, but he's got this really good strip. Would you look at it? And I was like, wow, this is really good. I was a huge, I'm a huge fan of the Boondock strip. Uh, and yeah. the cartoon, but yeah, right. that, that, that strip was right. phenomenal. Right, so it's just yeah. like I started working with him. I, you know, was sending him scripts, you know, and basically, you know, kind of, you know, developing the characters, you know, figure, you know working on the, the strip itself. You know, right, you know, helping write on it, bringing other writers, bringing other artists, and then, um, you know, setting up the TV deal for it. So we set up the TV deal and, and, you know, it went on to be this kind of cult hit. And then I got, I did, I, I was working on Boondocks. I did the pilot for Everybody Hates Chris, Chris Rockshaw, which is Chris, another, no, absolutely. Yeah, a really good friend of mine. And then I got the call to do BET. So it's like, oh, wow. You're like, I got a lot going on right now. It was now. a busy year. No, yeah, no, it was totally. A busy right. year. <laughs> so that's, and some, and, you, and that hasn't, you've done some other TV stuff too. And, and then now you've been directing TV episodes, um, yeah, epi- yeah. sitcoms kind of stuff, episodics. Like you've done yeah. some work on The Office, right? You did the Koi Pond episode, which yes. is a great episode. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because when I left the executive suite at BET, I just wanted to go back and just start working as a yeah. director, right? Like, I just want to get back, get creative really quickly. So I was like, look, it's going to take a while to set up a movie. Like, what do you got? So they're like, hey, we got The Office. Yeah. And we got this new show, Modern Family. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Psych, outsourced, you know, all kinds That's of things. That's awesome. Shows. And it was just great because, you know, again, having been a director, the problem is directors, if you're lucky, you make a movie every three or five years and you don't get to interact with other creative no, heads. You just sit, right? you sit in meetings for, you know. Right. And you only know the way you do it. Right. So being an executive, I got to work with a wide range of creative people. And the same is true when you're kind of a higher gun director. You get to work with these creators. You roll shows. into a new crew every week and meet a whole ton of new right, crew. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you see how they tell stories. Like a creative mercenary and shit. Right. <laughs> and it's, but it's very, very cool because you get to be a part of this thing and they look for you to bring your A game. At the same time, you get to check out their game. You get to meet new writers. You meet, you know, so many wonderful actors. That's cool, man. So I, I find it a lot of Are you going to, are you going to be doing more of that, you think? Yeah, definitely doing more of that. Also, I've been, you know, setting up some TV shows of my own, developing some stuff for Comedy Central and Nickelodeon. Oh, very cool. So, and, you know, and so some TV new- is definitely a medium we'll see your touch in, in the near future, or? You know, I, like, I don't think anyone in this era can just be the, oh, I just do movies or I just do TV. It's like, I mean, for me, I like to tell stories, and different stories are appropriate for different mediums. And speaking of which, you just gave a great segue <laughs> to a, th- a third medium we hadn't discussed yet, uh, comic books. Yeah. Black Panthers, sir. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up on comic books. Um, so it was, I was actually doing storyboards for a TV commercial with this artist, Paul Power, and I would describe shots using comic book reference. I was like, I want a Jack Kirby punch. (laughs) And he was just like, hey, you ever met Neil Adams? I'm like, Neil Adams, the awesome artist? Yes, I would love to meet him. (laughs) So he just flips over his phone, and I'm talking to Neil Adams. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. So Neil's like, hey, well, give me a call when you're in New York. So two weeks later, I was in New York. I'm sitting in Neil Adams' office. Like, the man. And Neil, I'm talking to Neil. Neil's like, you know, you ever met Joe Quesada? 
I was like, uh, the editor in chief of Marvel, no. So then he, like, not recently. So then he dials his phone. So the next day I got to meet him with Joe Cachada. And then you're in there and you're like, call someone else, call someone else. Who do you, who do you know, (laughs) Joe? Yeah, yeah. So I'm meeting with Joe Cachada and Axel Alonso, who's his his number two Absolutely. guy. Who's now the editor. Who's now the editor. Who took over for Joey. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, and then we're just talking about comics and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, you know, Black Panther's always been my favorite character. He was so cool. And they were like, so I left with a job. You know, so it's like, okay, do this six issue miniseries of Black Panther. So I was like, cool. And at that point, the character, I was being under I don't really remember yeah, him being I mean, he would always he, he would always show up kind right. of he was a he's a cult favorite right you know he wasn't like he wasn't on Spider-Man Iron Man level. no he was never he was but no, but like the, you know folks who knew were like yo Black Panther's fly oh right? totally and even in terms of like in the universe he's at an equal level to like all the cats on the Avengers and shit he's just over in Wakanda so no one right. talks I to mean, him you know what I mean the first time they they introduced the character he beat the entire Fantastic Four. Well, that's absolutely, yeah. So the, and he had that cool, and I remember that the, the, right. that was the black, like, kind of clothy looking costume, but it was the cat head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like Captain America. Like, he's the unlikely guy who can put foot to ass to anyone, right? He's like, I'm smarter than you, and I'm... Well, so, and that was always, yeah, he didn't need power. <laughs> so, there were no powers involved. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I always loved that about him, and the fact that he was called the Black Panther. And he had his own kingdom, he was incredibly rich, and have the yeah. scientific stuff that no one else has. So yeah. it's like, oh, everything's about this guy's very cool. So I turned in this mini series and they were like, well, if you kept writing, what would you do? So I said, well, I think he's a king. He needs a queen. He needs to get married. They said, okay, we'll write that. So all of a sudden I'm writing now to challenge Storm, as an ongoing becomes, series. You know, yeah, so. And so, and then, so, and that happened. Then the BET thing happened. So I had to actually do a carve out of my deal. I was like, look, I'm going to keep writing Black Panther because. In the, uh, wow, you know, in your BET get, deal. Yes, I'm running a network, but I'm still going to write. You're like, he's engaged to be married, damn it. I can't <laughs> right, stop exactly. now. <laughs> like, if I don't have a creative outlet, I will lose it. No, totally. Right? So, like, I'm going to do, so, like, I've been writing Black Panther for five years. And it's been, in, from, from a reader, it's been a fantastic run. I've been on it since. Since the beginning, and I was never, uh, I, I, I was a fan of the character, but it was never, I was never given the option to be a huge fan because there was right. never an ongoing when I was in, in the early 90s, late, you know right. what I mean? There, exactly. It wasn't, he would pop up every once in a while or like a big event, but, but your run on the book kind of redefined the character for a new generation and I think brought a lot of attention to the character. And I really want to commend you on that. And it also like sparked off, like, it seems like every major, African American actor in the world has like been petitioning for the part of T'Challa in a, in a, in, a, in a movie. Oh, no question. Well, I, and it goes all the way back to like, I remember like Wesley Snipes and, and Singleton they were talking about in the nineties sure. and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 no, no. I mean, and funny, it's funny because I read some of those Black Panther scripts in the nineties. They were the worst scripts they? ever. They were just like, you know, T'Challa, I mean, he was this guy who grew up in the, in the housing project. <laughs> he didn't know he was a king. What? I'm like, Oh, you not That's awesome. understanding That's horrible. Yeah. the sex appeal of the concept? No, this is terrible. No. I was like, I don't care if I make this movie or not. If you make this, this is evil. Don't you? Yeah, no, yeah. Which is not the most endearing thing to say to a studio, but it was just like... <laughs> if I can't have it, no one can. Well, you yeah. just can't do this. No, totally. You know, because like, like, you know, I want to do what like... That's John it. That would have been embarrassing, yeah. yeah like, to make like, it like, yeah. You no, know, you can't do that. Like, I want to do what John Singer wanted to do it. And we're friends, so we were like... We look, we shook hands, we said, best man wins. Like, you know, cause like, whatever. <laughs> we're like, we're not gonna like, no, totally. scrap about it. That's cornball, right? But, gonna... <laughs> and then so from, from early on, like, it was Wesley, and I'll just go through the names real quick, uh, that, that have been like either, 
attached a rumored uh, Jimon Hansu who did the voice yes. on the new cartoon that, that you, you were involved with that just came yes. out on DVD. It's really cool. We recommend everyone checks it out. Mm-hmm. It's the new Black Panther motion comic. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yep. Uh, Adewale, who like I don't know if you saw the GI Joe premiere thing. No, I haven't seen it yet. But he, they were doing a red carpet interview with him, and they were like, "So, what was it like working on the movie?" He's like, "Oh, it was great." But I really want to talk about is this. He's like, "Look at me, I'm African, I'm tall." Like he's he was petitioning for for Black Black Panther. Um, Idris Elba. All these names, who would be your choice? I don't oh, know. Could on. you even say, really dude? dude? No. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. No, I mean, look, you know, there's so many great, like, there's a name that you left off because not a lot of people know that he wanted to play the Black Panther. Or there, there was Tyree. Who, who else was it? Michael Jackson wanted what? to play the Black Panther. Yes. Wow. That is I a name I left you off. Not. I kid you not, you heard it here. Like, the, like the same Black Panther we're talking about. Yes, the not same. like a tight. No, no. He didn't want to be like grrr, you know, like. <laughs> no, because first of all, Michael Michael was a big comic book head. I knew that he was a big. Yeah. Comic books and video games seem to be like his yeah. two favorite things. But he wanted to play the Black Panther. <sighs> he wanted to buy the rights and be the Black Panther. What do you think about that? I don't. Know. What was okay? Let's. <laughs> what would you have rather seen, Projects T'Challa or Michael Jackson T'Challa? I don't know about that. He was like. Really long flowing perm and shit like that. It's all pretty bananas to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, what's great right now is that there's so many wonderful actors that could kill it. Do you, do you think a larger, a large part of the excitement is because of how co- iconic the role is for a black actor? Yeah, I mean, as I, far as him being like, he was kind of the first big black superhero. Yeah, yeah right? he was the I mean, he, he was the first black superhero. Predated Falcon or I mean Yeah, before the Falcon. Okay. 1966. Oh wow. And what which is crazy cuz in 1966 was the same year that the Black Panther there Party for Self Defense launched, right? No, yeah, so you yeah. get like these brothers in Oakland and these two Jewish guys in New York <laughs> and they have the same idea at the same time. They're like, "You know what's cool?" Black Panther. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like a good idea just The works. Jewish guys are like, for a comic. <laughs> exactly. It's good for a comic idea. <laughs> oh, man. It's really racist now that I think about it. That two Jewish guys wrote Black Panther to begin with. But obviously there, weren't, there weren't any. But no, it's not. That mean, was the thing. Because like for me, I mean, again, we were the kind of household like, you know, we had Fred Hampton posters on our wall who were a very politicized household. And one of the reasons why I love Black Panther because he was a totally unembarrassing uh, black superhero. Unlike, let's say, Black Vulcan on Super Friends, right? You're like, why doesn't he have pants on? Like, why is he called Black Vulcan? Why couldn't he just be Vulcan? Or even like, Luke, Luke, even Luke just... Cage sometimes has been mistreated, I feel, a little bit. Yeah, in, I mean, in... I love mistreat, I, I love Luke Cage, the character. Yes. I mean, he's been badly written on occasion. Uh, and which is, where he's know, become a bit of a, par- not a parody, but a caricature almost. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like, for me, like, Writing Luke Cage is easy. You just write Ice Cube. <laughs> right? It's just like... Oh, I'm going to think about Ice Cube every time I re- read Luke Cage from now on. Like, like the hardcore smart dude. No, yeah, It's yeah. just like... It's, it's, it's like... He's a very easy character. That's channel. awesome. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all those characters, I mean... But, I mean, Marvel to me has always been impressed me as being very progressive in terms of creating characters that I can actually not be embarrassed by. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book. It's like, you know what? That really meant a lot for me when I was a kid. I would like to, like, pay it back no, to absolutely. the next generation. And, and not on some, like, cornball Saturday afternoon. Like, I definitely want to write the most violent, kick-ass version of him possible. At the same time, to have all this other stuff that, you know, people would 
Think no, about totally. It. I mean, and and I mean, you got the dude married. You brought you brought him yeah. back to the forefront. There was a girl. There is there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because because it's like, wait a minute. Well, why doesn't he have any brothers or sisters? So I said, let's give him a little sister. And you know, so now she's the Black Panther as she well. She was the new. Yeah. It's just like, Let's, you know, you got Batman, Batgirl, Batwoman. There's 12 now. Now there's a cat girl who I just exactly. discovered. Exactly. So I'm like, well, we should build out the Panther family too. That's awesome. <laughs> Panther family. And so, so you're, you're continuing on with the, the comic still or? Well, you know, I had really, I, I, I had, I was done with it. Um, I'm still officially done with it. Although I was talking with my man Axel Alonso at Marvel, uh, yesterday and we were, he was kind of like, and I was like, well, you know, I kind of got this one idea for a miniseries. Oh, God, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know? Just when they pull you back in, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Because no, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like, I love it so much. I know I need to concentrate on movies and TV. Um, but I love it. You seem like a man who likes to be very busy, though. So I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a guy who likes to spin a few plays. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what's cool now is like, Again, I was just happy just to write the initial six issues, and now it turned into five years later. Yeah, five years, and now we have this animated series, which is one of those weird things where, as the head of the network, it actually wasn't even my idea. My head of animation, Dennis Cowan, who's a legendary comic book artist himself, was like, "You know, we should do a Black Panther animated series." I was like, "You know, that's kind of a cool idea." And I just kind of forgot about it, and then a couple of months later, he came back with the first three minutes animated. I was like. (laughs) Oh, this is hot. Then I showed it to Marvel and they were like, this is hot. It's like Romita's artwork come to life. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And we found this technique that really no one had really done properly, which is we actually took the panels of the comic book and animated them in Flash. So you actually... Oh, so it's an actual scan? That's it's awesome. actual scans of Romita's That's why it looks so awesome. much like Romita's right. art. Yeah, right. Right. And, and that was the thing because I just... And when I was... A, again, I'm just always approach these things as a fan. When I was a kid, it bugged me that... Cartoons did not look like the comic books. Like, why can't you do that? Yeah. And now you can. No, absolutely. And that's what we just yeah. said. I want a cartoon that looks like the comic. It book. looks like your run of the comic book too. Like exactly. exactly. Well, we yeah. just took those first six issues and we built it out. Like Storm wasn't in the story. I added Storm in the story. I had a little more time for some more like invasion stuff, so I added more stuff to it. But it was just a chance to really just. Do it and just do it totally. Absolutely, that's out. great, man. So that, and that's great that you got the opportunity and people. And it's and if anyone hasn't seen it yet, it's on sale now, right? Yeah. And it and it's awesome. I mean, if you ever want to see Black Panther come to a teaser of what we might get to see in a few years, hopefully, right? Do you think a movie will, a feature will happen? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly Marvel is now making noises like they really want to make it happen. So we'll see. You know, again, I, I'm just. I mean, I, I wrote the six issues. Like, well, if a movie never happens, at least someone can say. You know, because people this go, a cool mini. who is the Black yeah, Panther? Yeah, like, yeah. look, if you watch this, this will tell yeah. you who the guy is. And the fact that we got Jaiman Hansu, Kerry Washington, Jill Scott, Alfre Woodard, we just got such a sick, sick cast to participate. And, and it's funny because when people watch it, they go, oh, this is really funny. Because I actually, <laughs> even though it's a... Like, what did you think it was going to be? It's a comic. No, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of for me. And, of course, I'm going to add a little bit of humor to it. And, but, like, tonally, it, it's more clear in the animated series. So people, I mean, I, I've been, really been grateful that folks who have been watching it, um, you know, whether it's critics or just folks emailing me, have just really responded very well to it. It's been selling great, so... 
That's cool. Are, you, are there plans to do another one, you think? You know, I don't, like, if it keeps selling like it is, you know? Like, you didn't plan on any of this Panther stuff, this right? I mean, yeah, yeah. This is a miracle. This is totally. all like, I can't even believe I wrote a comic book. And like, <laughs> we're sitting here talking about the animated series. It, of it created a cottage Black Panther <laughs> industry, man. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of more comic book stuff, and you got a, we got a, you got kind of an announcement too. You, um, you are launching a new venture. Is that correct? Yeah, because again, all these things kind of happen organically. So, like, I go to, most of my friends who don't read comic books, right? And I go, hey, I'm, I do this black, uh, comic book, The Black Panther. They go, oh, that's great. Now who's The Black Panther again? So like, <laughs> so I wrote it. So then they're like, well, where do we buy it? Right? You're at a comic book store? They're like, we don't know what that means. And then they can can I, can't. Can yeah. I get it at Target? No. Uh, what about the grocery Amazon, store? Amazon. No, oh, it gets confusing. So I just try to say the thing with the podcast, sir. I mean, yeah, I, try explaining what a podcast is. Just like, yeah. Right. So I started this website called Reggie's World. You know, like Craigslist. It was like Absolutely. And it was like, okay, so instead of trying to explain to my friends how to drive to Goat and Apple and, and like, and then just, and I could tell halfway through the, the description they weren't They going. tuned out already. They're right. not going to go. So I was yeah. like, you know, just go to my website and you can buy it. Then I thought, well, why should I just sell my stuff? You know, and I should sell t-shirts there and statues and I should sell other people's stuff. So like. Of stuff you dig, right? No, and other people, like other. Of other people's stuff that you dig, I mean personally. Yeah, you're personally a fan dig, of. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm like, hey, if you watch the Walking Dead TV show, you know, you can buy the comic book here. And if you dig Dwayne McDuffie's work on Ben 10 or Justice League, you should buy his comic books of that. Or if you're into Static Shock, you know, it was a comic book. And people are like... And he's back now, Static Shock. Exactly. So, I mean, so many... I'm just, you know, it was just, again, me just going, hey, outside world who... I was kind of plugging into this comic book thing. Here's a one-stop shop you can go to and plug into this. And it's, world. so it's it's your you, all of your works, everything you've done in comic book yes. form. So it's literally like you just so the people who are going to go there, they're not only going to see your stuff, but it's it's stuff. If they dig your work, chances are they're going to dig the other stuff on that website because it's the stuff that inspires you, the stuff that you enjoy yourself. Enjoy, am I right on that? Exactly right. Friends for, of yours have stuff. Yeah, like, for example, like. I did a book with Kyle Baker called uh, Birth of a Nation, like a political satire thing. And it's like Kyle is one of the geniuses Absolutely, in the world. Absolutely, the great so Kyle like, Baker. Yeah. So I'm selling everything that Kyle ever did on the site because – once you read one book by Cal Baker, you, you wanna, want to read them all. And now you're making it easy enough to where you just have to go, you know what I mean? Boom, 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 it's boom. It's just easy. So it's just like pow, pow, pow. So, you know, it, it, again, it, it wasn't like I set out to go into this business. It was just like I was just solving a problem. From people literally asking you like, what, how do I find that comic book? You're like, well, not here. Just go to this and, and it'll solve the same thing. And you've, and the other thing I think is cool is like, You've got um on the website you, you have friends friends of yours or stuff you like like Samuel L. Jackson yeah, has exactly. a book I didn't know he did a comic book exactly I, I mean, didn't know I didn't so know many... Method Man did a comic book you exactly know what I mean? like, again these are all my friends who you know are comic book heads so it's like like Eric LaSalle Tyrese Sam Jackson Rashida Jones. All of them are comic book Rashida heads. Jones as a comic? Yes. Friend yeah, of friend of me of the state. Yeah, I'm not good familiar too. with that. That's you, cool. You know there where you, you go, go at reggiesworld.com. Ow! He nailed it. But that's <laughs> but that's the kind of thing though. It's like who knew? Who like knew? Even Jones even hardcore comic book geeks don't know if that. Any you know? intelligent person would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very funny. <laughs> you know, she's funny. She's smart. She's beautiful. She's a nice woman. You know, and, and that's the thing. So that's the thing. So it's worth going there. And there's stuff that's really rare, like. Uh, like there's this great book that DC put out called Incognito. <laughs> <laughs> 
just a book. That sounds awesome. Oh, it's an awesome, awesome book. Or, or, or like, um, or, or like Muhammad Ali versus Superman. I saw oh, on there. My favorite. If someone, and that's you know, people say, "What's your favorite movie?" I don't know. But if you ask me my favorite comic book, Superman versus Muhammad Ali. All time. That's your favorite. All time. Neil Adams art. Awesome story. It was that oversized, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant bit, edition. Yeah. I know I was a kid. It was awesome. As an adult, it was awesome. And it's just like, boom, you can buy it at Reggie's so that's, World. That's what I mean. So it's, if you go to Reggie's World, not only will you see, will you see Reggie's work, you'll see like, honestly, stuff you won't even, you'll be surprised by something. Like, you'll be like, holy shit, there's a comic book I didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So whether you're a hardcore comic book head or a newbie, and there's still going to be, I mean, there's a lot of ladies who go there. They're like, you have Storm t-shirts for women. Yes, I do. That's what I want. You know, <laughs> so it's just like. That can be it right there. Like, you don't even to talk about the other they stuff. They just no, want yeah. a Storm t-shirt that fits them. That's like, awesome. we got you. So, so they, so, so, and, and I think, um, and this is a, Ryan from Golden Apple. Yeah. Uh, knows a little bit more. We'll talk a little bit more Indeed, about Reggie's Yeah, world. no, we got to, you know, cause it just came out of, you know, Ryan. Cause, you know, when let's, I started, let's bring Ryan out here so we come can Come on say, out. Yeah, Ryan, come out. Brendo, we got Mike number four d-rock where is mic number four it's right uh under there sir where it should be hold on one sec yeah but it started it started because you know i again i'm a regular customer at golden apple and ryan was selling telling me how much he liked when a new black panther came out because it would bring a different kind of customer into the store ryan welcome back to the show not just black folk but just different people yeah, I mean, like you said, it came out really organically. I mean, I've known Reggie for a while as a customer and a friend. I mean, I was kind of introduced to him when he did the the the, uh, the signing with Magruder back in the day for Birth of a Nation, and it was like we've been talking about things off and on in the Panther era, and we had signings, you know, left and right for things like that. Just huge droves of new people. He brought new fans and new customers into my store by going on like the Steve Harvey show and things like that, and he was just a force for, for bringing in new readers into comic books with, with Panther and some of these, his other projects. And literally, we were just talking shop the other day, uh, a couple months ago, and it was like, man, everybody's looking for stuff, and everybody hits me up online all the time, and where do I find this, and how are we going to do this? And it was just easy. It was, it was automatic. And we said, well, we just got to put something together. And we just came up with it together, and with a friend of his who built the site, uh, you know, big props to Craig, of course. We got to say that. Indeed. Good, good job, Craig. And, um, and we just, we went live recently, but we're going to do a big kind of world debut premiere for Yeah. It. I mean, we're going to do this, uh, event at Golden Apple, which I got to tell you, you know, if you live in LA, it's a must. If you don't live in LA, you know, get your bus fare together. It's going to be Wednesday, uh, February 23rd. Uh, and we're going to have, you know, everybody. I'm going to call all my Hollywood friends, all my comic book friends. Everyone's going to be there signing, you know, have a little music going. And it's Golden Apple, so there's always free booze, right? Always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, well, always well, a good some, party. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you guys heard the la- last week's episode where we recorded uh, with Stan Lee and Michael Chai White and Tom McFarlane, that was at a Golden Apple event. So they're always... 
crazy stacked with really cool people and, and I mean and, and what you, from what I've heard from you guys this is going to might, might even be bigger or well, well, I mean look that 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 spawn event was huge you know but we certainly want to at least equal that kind of excitement and again I mean when I've done signings there it's, it's, that's usually a pretty huge crowd yeah. remember that first one it was like down the block I had to stay extra oh, yeah. two hours but now it's going to be me and Dennis Cowan and Dwayne McDuffie and Ziggy Marley and I mean it, Ziggy Marley yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and, and Eric LaSalle and Michael Jai White. I mean, it's, it's going to be. I mean, you see how Reggie does it in his movies. No, totally. <laughs> you get, you get like triple that for if he throws a party. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. You think his movies are stacked ensemble wise. Come to the Golden Apple party, man. You yeah, no, a house party. You could shoot Apple. it and you can make house party four right there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, it's, it's going to be again, because uh, again, a lot of my friends and they're all going to. Show up. Coming out to support because that's the thing with the whole, with Reggie's world though, because you are, you're, you're in turn supporting your friends. It's, right. You know I mean, what I mean? That's my thing is like, you know, artists should support each other because it's the right thing to do. I mean, it's a win-win because if we get more and more people, you know, into cool stuff, then they're happy and we're happy. Oh, totally. That right there, like, boom, I didn't know Samuel Jackson had a comic. I'll go out and get it now. And I'm sure in the same way that Samuel has some fans who go, oh, I didn't know, uh, Reggie Hudlin who directed House Party had a comic. So it's just, you're exposing everyone to each other's fans. I think it's a great, I think it's a great idea. Exactly. So again, I, I, I can't emphasize enough, you know, it'll be kickoff, what, five, six o'clock? Yeah, probably about five that party, six o'clock. So we'll go. We'll go pretty late. We'll Wednesday, February twenty third in L A. Yeah, yeah. At so, the Golden Apple Comics on Melrose. And we'll just we'll have a, a smattering of all the different kind of products that we have on the website. That's cool. In the store with potentially a lot of the creators. And maybe me and Brendo make a little remote yeah, appearance. Maybe Brendo, right? you can come if, down. if you guys are okay hey, with that, you yeah. come on down. Absolutely, my we'll be there. You know, so come down to Golden Apple. Then we'll check out a little bag and boarded some Reggie's World. Meet a lot of the cool creators. Yeah. you'll be signing oh, a- yeah. anything and everything. Anything and everything. House Party two DVDs? No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> I mean, you could. It just wouldn't make sense. Um, uh, that's great, man. So is that? So that's the next thing. So the big, the big emphasis now is Reggie's World, right? Yeah, you, Reggie's World, just because it's like. Again, you know, you, 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 when you, you, you're trying to solve a problem, right? So you're like, okay, we're creating product that people are like, oh, wow, this is the solution. How do I get it? So, okay, now you can get it. You can get it through Reggie's World, and we're going to keep you up to date on all the other cool stuff. And it's a hub. You've got so much going on that it must be it, – it almost seems great to have a headquarters in case – you know what I mean? It's easy because it's actually – I kind of as much of it for my mom because my mom <laughs> would be pissed because – you know, I would have directed a TV show and I wouldn't tell her when it was going to air. <laughs> and I just go, Oh God, I'm so sorry. You, why do you tell me? So it's like, okay, I'm going to just put it on the website. So that's great. So it's, <laughs> it's almost like a combination, uh, filmography, bibliography that you can click and buy immediately. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? So yeah. So it's, yeah, exactly. So I mean, we're going to sell a lot of different things there. Again, you know, we're selling DVDs. We're probably going to, we're going to sell some more music because I got, I got a lot of friends and they all make cool stuff. So we're going to make that cool stuff available for people. And what's great is it, it just, it's that, it's that theming. It's not, it, cause it's not like, it's not like you can't buy, let's say, um, uh, like you said earlier, a book somewhere else, but having it all in the same place just it, it makes it's like oh I know I like this I'm gonna like everything on this website you know what I mean because so you don't get inundated and lost it's 
Yeah. It's more about exposing people to cool, cool stuff, yeah, I feel. It's, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's not like Amazon. It's more like the Mississippi River, you know? It's like, <laughs> or, it's like Am- or it's like Amazon from, if, if it, or it's like if one dude ran Amazon and was like, hey, here's, you can only buy the stuff I dig. Here's what I, I think you should be reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, which it's, is a cool, which is yeah, kind of exactly. a cool. Exactly. I mean, what, what, what I find is like, I mean, you know, I have definite likes and dislikes. And, you know, people, but there's a lot of people who tune into my way, like, oh, I dig that too. Oh, man, thanks for turning me on to that. Whether it's, I go to my barbershop and they're like, well, tell me some movies I need to see. So I'll be sitting there going, oh, did you see, you know, oh, I love Black Swan. Well, did you see Pie? Oh, no, that was dope too. <laughs> you know, so it's just about, it's just as simple as that. Uh, it, it's not complicated. It's just a fun, cool, inevitable no, thing. Absolutely. And pretty much, you know, the reason Golden Apple's involved is because we're, we're the fulfillment I was going to say, so you know it's yeah. legit. So <laughs> it's legit. Exactly. We wanted to legitimize it. And so Reggie, you know, honored me with that to kind of sit to, to be the backbone of the, of the organization. So when you have a question or if you have a problem, we have a physical brick and mortar store, which is kind of rare these days. You know, there's so many online. In the world com, of where everything, you know, you know dirt where, where the New York Times is about to stop their print. Everything's yeah. going online. You yeah, guys everybody, still, yeah. And so, you know, you, right. you put in an order in Reggie's world. If you got a question or a problem, you want to add something, or you want to pick it up, you can come down to Golden Apple. So we're we're their fulfillment oh, that's partner. Great. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. And, and and for me, you know, I, again, I'm over 20 years of a relationship uh, with myself and Leibowitz family. They're just wonderful people. You know, they're, they're wonderful business people. And I, you know, I I couldn't be happier to be in business with them because when you put your name on a, in a retail situation, you've got to make sure that your word is bond with the customer. No, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's great about working with them. And I mean, so, basically, Reggie just picked out all the cool shit at Golden Apple and put it on one. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, really? So it's like a better version of Golden. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like GoldenApple.com. Golden like Apple the Prime. Cool version. No, yeah, yeah. It's the cool version of GoldenApple.com. That's no, it's cool. just like, oh my god. A Bruce Lee lamp, yo, Bruce Lee lamps. Exactly. See, and I didn't even know you had a Bruce Lee lamp. See, yes, I'm gonna start listening like to Reggie. I'm gonna start talking to Reggie to find out what I should buy at your store. Yeah. You could get a Bruce Lee lamp. That's <laughs> now I know, and you can you can come to a party with a Bruce Lee lamp too. So February, Wednesday, February 23rd at Golden Apple Comics, and the news will follow on Twitter and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you guys yeah. will so announce. We'll, we'll, but we'll blow it out. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, I've got a couple of pages on Facebook and again, uh, as well as my own site. So, you know, want everybody to stay in touch and reach out. Uh, yeah, check out Hudlin Entertainment. Yeah, let's, let's get to, yeah, I want to, I want to thank, I want to say, let's get to, I want to thank you guys. Thank oh. you so much for being here tonight. Oh, man, that was, you. that was great, honestly. And, um, where can fee- people, we obviously know to check, uh, you're going to be doing a lot of, uh, TV directing coming up. You've got yeah. the comic book, new mini, you've got the cartoon, you've got tons of stuff, all the films on DVD. Uh, Reggie's World. Where can we find? Where can we stay? Yeah, li- literally, www. Reggie's World, like all one word, like Craigslist. Reggie's World. dot com. You can also go to Hutland Entertainment. dot com. That's one word. Hutland Entertainment, and that's where I've got. You know, I post the latest. You know, that's film the, and the TV blog stuff. Kind of stuff. Yeah, blogging yeah. stuff. You know, forums, whatever. People, you know, debating at a very loud volume about <laughs> politics, what have you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because you know, again, again, like my mom, I forget all the stuff I'm doing because I do a lot of different That's stuff. Right. So it's good to keep track of it <laughs> and on there's one some, website. And there's yeah. a lot of stuff like I can't even announce. I have to come back and sit down with you guys again. We, and we'd love to have you anytime. You know, yeah, please. A couple of things I can't talk about yet, but. They're going to be kind of hot. All right, that's All a right. teaser. Yeah, so we'll be looking for another appearance very soon. Thank you very much, Mr. Hudlin. Ryan, uh, 
Always a, as always, always, always a pleasure, always, sir. Always pleasure. a pleasure. We will see you next week. We got uh, Brandon Bird on the show. Yeah, Brandon. Great artist who's a Golden Apple friend. Brandon's amazing. Uh, you guys are going to get a real good story about, about him and, and just his work. And it's so interesting what he draws. I love his he's, stuff. If you guys don't know Brandon Bird's stuff, he's the guy who takes like kind of pop culture. Like he did the, the painting that's no one wants to play Sega with Harrison Ford. It's a sad Harrison Ford <laughs> holding a controller. My favorite one of his is the kid in the Philip Seymour Hoffman There's a little costume. kid wearing a Philip Seymour Hoffman costume on Halloween. There's a guy, there's one with Nicolas Cage hugging a snow monkey. He did, he did one with Natalie Portman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Absolutely. Yeah. He did the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with Steven Seagal instead of Toad. And he also does all the Law and Order stuff. And he does, yeah. he does the, the, they put out the paint by numbers thing and so that'll be a really actually, fun show. We actually sell a Law and Order coloring book he did at yeah. Golden Apple. You can get a Law and Order coloring book, folks, and we'll be talking about that next week, so definitely join us again uh, here on Wednesday. Brendo, where can we find you, sir? Um, at Brendoman, Brendoman.com, my new venture, WTF of the day dot com. Um, and you got Popsicles, popsicles you and, you and DJ D-Rock. Popsiclespodcast.com. We want to thank all the people who are listening. Um, we You're just like got, our Joni Loves Chachi. We just got up on iTunes. Very so good. So everyone, all Bagged and Border fans, at uh, Derek Armijo. Support Popsicle at Derek Armijo. I'm uh, at Cameltoad at Smodcastle, CamelToadProductions.com, Smodcastle.com. We are a media empire here. We, we're trying. Uh, folks, look, stay tuned for announcements very soon on where you can find us on the upcoming uh, Wizard World Comic Con tours. Uh, yeah. We're going to be in Miami for our first show. Miami, February. Uh, as always, we're brought to you here by uh, Smodcast Network and the fine folks at Golden Apple, as well as yeah. Purple Tree Clothing. Um, uh, as always, please check out the, all the other Smodcast, Smodcast. I'm going to start calling them Smodcast because everyone else does. Smodcast, so just check Smodcast. out all the other Smodcasts on Smodcast.com, all the other Fred Entertainment podcasts. Other than that, uh, Brendo, was this a party or what? This sir? was a total party. This was a Smod party. party. It's a house you know party in the Smodcast. Absolutely. And, th- and we want to thank you for being here. I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Brendan Creasy. It's been bagged aboard. It's been real what? <laughs> Find more funny shit like this at Smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from. There are so many to choose from on the Smodcast Podcast Network. On Sundays, it's me and Scott doing the classic Smodcast, the show that started it all. Mondays, it's me and Ralph Garman doing Hollywood Babylon. There's so many to choose from. Tuesdays, you get a double shot of goodness, man. Malcolm Ingram's blowhard, as well as Red State of the Union Q&As, our podcast show about our forthcoming movie. There's so many to choose from. On Thursdays, drop the gloves with the puck nuts, the same guys that bring you Tell Em Steve Dave on Fridays. And don't forget on Saturdays, Jay and Silent Bob get old with me and Jason Muse. There's so many to choose from. You could try some shows that aren't so regular, just happen every once in a while, like Highlands of People History, where me and people that grew up in the town I grew up look back at the town we grew up in. Smarriage at Smodcastle, where real live people get real live married by real Rev Kev, that'd be me. There's so many to choose from. Smodimations, that's where me and Scott are drawn as cartoons. They take little sections of Smodcast we've done and animate them, man, and make them even funnier somehow. And if you've ever been to Smodcastle, then you've met Matt Cohen, and Matt Cohen has his own show, Bagged and Boarded, which is also now at Smodcast.com.
There's so many to choose from. I know you keep telling me, man, but did you know that most of the podcasts at Smodcast.com are recorded live in front of a studio audience at Smodcastle, our theater out in Los Angeles on Santa Monica Boulevard between Wilcox and Cole. There's so many to choose from. Scott, even at Smodcastle, there are so many to choose from. Every week, you could see Malcolm Ingram do his show, Blowhard Live. You could see me and Jason Mewes doing Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. You could see Matt Cohen doing Bagged and Boarded. You can come see Tom Green do a show down there. You could see me and Mosier doing the occasional Smodcast 3D. There's so many to choose from. That's right. For one low price, 100 bucks, you could see every show. That happens in Smodcastle for a month. Every show you go, you get that basically comes down to be like four bucks a show. I mean, come on, you can't get a better deal than that. Go to smodcastle.com slash smodpass for the smodpass, or just stay right here on smodcast.com and listen to any of the shows that we throw up there free for nothing because we love you. And guess what? There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. Smodcast.com. There's so many to choose from.